I got a bit of a sad. This story made me sad when I heard it. Uh, Victoria University's proposed job cuts are in the news, and it looks like one of the people getting cut will be one of our leading freshwater scientists. Uh, the university has warned staff it needs to cut up to 260 positions due to falling enrolments and a $33 million deficit, and that includes Senior Research Fellow and Freshwater Ecologist Mike Joy, who's been given three months' notice. Hi there, Mike. G'day, Jesse. I said to you, we were chatting on LinkedIn the other day, I said it's about time we got you on the radio to have a yarn, and I'm so sorry that these are the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's not not what I would have liked as the reason for for chatting with you, no. Yeah. When we, when, and how did you get the news? Uh, oh, it's been a long time coming. We did we did know um, it, it was on the cards, um, so it wasn't a big shock or anything like that, but it's still pretty horrible when it does happen. It's the first time for me, so, um, yeah, it wasn't great. Of course. Um do you sort of have this hanging over you uh, in the modern environment when you work at a university? Do you feel like any day you could get the dreaded email? Yeah, I mean, I think you, myself and all my colleagues at universities around the country are feeling pretty much the same, as are lots of journalist friends, actually. So mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's part of the, the modern world, this kind of precarity. But, you know, universities used to be the safe place, but yeah, they're not so anymore, I don't think. What have they told you about their reasoning and so forth. Oh well, I mean, it was kind of it was based on a on funding that was uh, controversially taken away from us. Um, and I, you know, really, I don't want to get into that. But basically, we were given the message from the then vice chancellor, um, and with this pretty harsh line, I thought we that um, you wouldn't want to be a burden on your colleagues, would you? Um, and so, right. um, you know, they're not going to support us. I, I, I get funded. Um, Partially through, I'm doing work with the Environmental Law Initiative, and they pay for part of my time through the university. But they just weren't able to um, to continue paying for us. And, uh, and then, you know, with this this act hanging over, you know, a whole lot of jobs here. Then, then you know, it's clear that we our days are numbered. How long have you been at the university? Um, at Victoria, just coming up, just over four years. Mm-hmm. And tell us about the sort of circumstance of you moving there. I think you were at Massey for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was at Massey, and um, and then I came to Victoria um, to be part of this um, as chief of government and policy studies to give me more time to work on the policy side of things. You know, to try and get more. I thought if I was closer to government, and and you know, I was involved with government departments on the science technical advisory group, and did do all the things that I'd, I'd hoped that I would do. The kind of disappointing side to it, though, was the lack of support from the university. So, you know, to, to give you an example, and I just bumped into Steve Mahari on the street this morning, and he was my vice chancellor for most of the time at Massey, and and he put up with regular calls from, uh, you know, the likes of the CEO of Federated Farmers demanding that I be sacked, and and he would always say, you know, as long as you're playing with great bat, you know, I support my academics, and and he was great like that. Um, you know, as long as the facts were correct, he just told them to go away. We don't, we don't sack people because you don't like what they're saying, kind of thing. Whereas, and I'd hope that it would be better here, but there's some, you know, some pretty depressing and sad situations that um, made me doubt. We, we, we sort of, the public is assumed to be right, and and the academics are, are assumed to be wrong. It's that kind of lack of support. So um, I don't know you because you, you you're on LinkedIn with me, but um, 
I made a post a while ago, and 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 somebody who was a sort of uh, conspiracist, anti, you know, climate change denier, didn't like. I jumped in on one of my posts and and kept on annoying me, and I kind of told him to go away. And then, so he made this big complaint to the university, and I went to the HR department, and they get hold of me and say, right, you've got to make an apology, a public apology. So the, the assumption was immediately that the complainer must be right and that I must be wrong. And that was really gutting, you know, yeah. that kind of... You can imagine how that feels, the just lack of faith in, in your academic ability. And somebody who's on the non, a non-academic staff member telling you that it's not, uh, it's not an academic freedom issue. Um, you know, this is the kind of thing that, that was disappointing about my time here. What's gone wrong, Mike? What's gone wrong with the university uh, structure and setup that we're continually getting layoffs, including some pretty high-value staff members? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like it's more of a corporatisation of universities that, you know, that and they never seem to celebrate all of the work and awards that I got. They just seem to be mildly embarrassed about it and. Um, you know, so so that was always kind of a bit depressing that the students loved what I was doing, and so many of my colleagues who were in other scientists who are in you know all positions like CRIs and government departments and consultancies who couldn't speak up, always you know thanking me for being the one to do the speaking up because they couldn't, and so that that I feel that 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 support that, you know, the critic and conscience role that academics have is, is just less and less valued by universities. You think there is um, too much emphasis on uh, on maintaining reputation, being marketable, um, the nice stuff, at the mm. expense of the awkward or uncomfortable stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's how I feel it is. They, they, they sort of seem to be taking the attitude that everyone out there is a potential client and the customer is always right. And and therefore, we, you know, that apologised on my behalf on a couple of occasions when uh, I didn't even get to give my side of the story. So that's the kind of thing. That's when you get the feeling that they're not supportive and you know, you see the weekly newsletter or what goes out to the public from the comms department, and it's never celebrating the critics. It's, it's celebrating commercial, you know, things, but never that that crucial critic and conscience role. Can you explain that for for people who aren't so familiar mm. with that phrase, the critic and conscience? Um, mm. What is the job of somebody, an academic at university, in in your view? Well, that's, it's, it's written in the Education Act that that is part of our role is that we're you know, because of all of the kind of commercial um, spin and and public relations work out there, that universities should be the bastion of of the independent science, where you can trust that they're not being influenced by by funding decisions and chasing money. That they are, um, you know, they're not trying to raise profit for somebody. They're telling you the honest truth, and that to me and in, in society, and even more so now than ever in the past, it's crucial that we have the, the independent critics that can you know, cast an eye over things that are happening and, and give the public the, the, the reality. Just out of interest, Mike, what mm-hmm. did you make of that survey a few days ago that was on RNZ, which found that academics in New Zealand, a majority of academics didn't feel free to state controversial or unpopular opinions. 
Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's just becoming more, um, you know, less and less comfortable to be able to make those decisions because you're always, um, you know, <clears throat> worried about upsetting the vice chancellor or the university or the funders, you know, potential funders. It's just, you can, you get that feeling that you're not being valued for doing that anymore. Can you at least see it from the university's point of view, Mike, that they've only got so much money and that if things mm. aren't sustainable, they mm. do. Yep. One of the one of the easiest ways of um, cutting expenses is to, to cut the number of staff they've got. Yeah, you know, I know. And I, I understand that, but I also, you know, can can see and, and, and you get this feeling that this is a this is a, a, a downward spiral. So you cut back on all these courses and, and lecturers and then so the students have less choice and so then less students come and then next time around they say, right, we're going to have to get rid of some more staff because the student numbers are dropping. You know, it's, it's hard to see how you can haul your way out of this if you keep spiralling down. How are we doing in New Zealand from the um, perspective of an ecologist who watches things pretty closely? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know how annoying I can be. Um <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I can see fresh water. We're just utterly failing. We're just going backwards. Um, and, uh, you know, this is the space that I'm working in, more so with on the legal side now. Pretty much the only place I see us winning is, is in court now. So, hence my, my work with um, Environmental Law Initiative and with Naitahu, I'm gathering evidence to help them on their big Supreme Court case over, uh, you know, managing freshwater in, in the Takiwa, which is pretty much the whole South Island. So that's where I'm going because I've just given up on the, on trying to work with um, government departments on, on making change and, and, you know, sort of trying to fight them in the courts now as a, as a way of doing it. What do you mean by change? What needs to change? Oh, well, I mean, we have to reduce intensity. Um, we just... We're locked into this, you know, sort of um, spinning faster and faster and faster, producing, having more and more cows, more and more fertiliser, more industrialisation, which means more greenhouse gas emissions, more nitrate losses to fresh water, all with big, you know, legacies that take a while to come through the system. So um, just, and, and no, you know, this frustrating, you know, methane, let's find a, let's find some, treatment for methane, some magic, some genetic engineering or whatever, but ignoring the fact that if you reduce intensity, you fix not just methane, you fix nitrous oxide and nitrogen losses to fresh water and harm to people and animals and every and the land and the soil. You know, we never seem to look at these um at, at the simple multiple gains that can become from that can come from backing off on intensity. We're always sort of ambulance at the bottom of the cliff approach to, to, to everything. What's it going to take to uh, achieve meaningful change? Um, De-intensification. It's, it's pretty simple. We've got to stop. Um, we've got to slow down. I mean, I'm really busy in, in, um, with degrowth Aotearoa um, working on how we have to we have to cut back our intensity of, of energy use, um, of land, of everything that we do, but particularly in that, in that freshwater space is a good place to, to start. What are you going to do, Mike? <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a few options, um, even potentially another job at Victoria University, but they can't make up their minds because of the, of the act hanging over the job. So there's a possibility there. 
um, but but also more work with environmental law initiative and and with iwi group seems to be where I find my happy place working with um, with Tangata Whenua and so hopefully be more of that. Is that a good model as far as you can see it for, for results? Um, Tangata Whenua, iwi working on yep. their own awa waterways? Yeah, um, not, not necessarily. I mean, the, the values that they hold are so, uh, you know, entwined with my values as an ecologist is just such a perfect fit there. That's where I feel happiest working. Nice to talk to you. I've got to say, if I was still hanging out for a job at Victoria University, I'm not sure if I would have gone on the radio talking to everyone about all the things they've done wrong. But we, uh, <laughs> but that's your style, eh? And uh, we appreciate yeah, you doing yeah. it. Great. Thanks so much. We'll talk again soon, you. eh? Okay, cheers. Bye. Dr Mike Joy, um, who's got the bad news that his position will be cut uh, as part of redundancies and cost savings at Victoria University.